Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes through it again, oh he just can't do it, you just cannot be that good, that is an amazing goal, I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. Hi guys, welcome back to the 50 plus one football podcast, your home for all things Bundesliga and Premier League, this is part four of the European tour. And joining me on this tour is the Maxwell, to my Ibrahimovic, because he follows me everywhere I go, Lewis. I'm changing it up a little bit. I would say we've got a host of topics for you today, but no, we just have the one topic, the Champions League. And we'll look a little bit at the Europa League final as well. But main thing, recap of the Champions League semifinal draws between PSG and RB Leipzig, as well as Bayern versus Lyon. And we're going to take a look ahead at what is in store for us during the final of both the UEFA Champions League and the UEFA Europa League. Let's get into it. First off the bat, 90% of Germany happy with the PSG Leipzig result. You'd be surprised, but there are, there are a fair amount of Germans who basically, when it comes to the European competitions, they'll be saying the patriot in me always wants the german to win um we had we actually had a friend over or a family friend over who is a a massive dortmund fan and he was yesterday hoping that bayern would win against Lyon. so you'd be surprised how many people would still back leipzig in that game me included i would have been very happy to see them make it to the final because it would just be an achievement but yeah, you still for, for a team formed like eleven years ago. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. It'd be a good. It'd be a good. I'd say it'd be a great achievement for them. But you, you're not wrong in saying that a good amount of German football fans would still rather see PSG in the final than Leipzig. I was going to say that's not a a cultural thing, is it? Because in England, we just hate everyone that we don't support. It's very much. I was very much a Leon fan the other night. Yeah, see, this, see, but this is this is the thing. That it's um, when when I was in England, I was actually a little bit surprised. I thought there would be the same little you know patriotic thing, almost if you will, uh, and that you always support the English teams. But uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that is not how it works over there. <laughs> we're very bitter over here. <laughs> Just just a tad, just a tad. So, 3-0 to PSG. Leipzig, it could have been about nine. Leipzig never really got going. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed by Leipzig because they didn't didn't have the same flair with which they played against uh, Atletico because if you have, if you had gone in with the same mentality, you might've actually been able to have a small chance. I'm not saying it would have made it automatically a Leipzig win, but um, it wouldn't have been a three nil blowout and PSG really never had a problem. Did they? I, I don't think they ever really got to top gear. And was it just naivety? 
from Leipzig, maybe because obviously they've never been to a semi-final in the Champions League before. I don't, I don't know because I, th- I put this down to their to their manager with with the tactics uh, that he told them to use because they against uh, Atletico they were they were you know pressing high they were trying to attack the ball off the pitch and then when you looked at the way that they were going up against PSG they had almost all of their um, all ten outfield players behind the ball and strikers not attacking PSG until they were you know just before the halfway line and they were letting PSG push up way higher than they ever let uh, let Atletico do so I think that's um it's a little bit of a it's almost a little bit of a Pep Guardiola like thing because Nagelsmann straight away from the usual tactics that were successful with his team and tried to do something different um, and basically looked at his opponent and tried to style his play based purely on his opponent and not the actual strengths of his own team. Yeah, and as good as PSG were, they weren't helped by... It's my favourite part of football these days is playing out from the back from a goal kicker. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you've got players that can go long, like, you know, Yusuf Paulson's not... You know, a weed. He's got some physicality to him. Knock it long to Paulson. Yeah, he's there to hold up the ball. And that's where the the second goal come from. Exactly. Playing it short from the back. Gorgeous touch from Neymar. Oh, who I think. I mean, a lot of people have given him some some stick. And yeah, but this little tournament setup, he's really started to show what he can do. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't, I mean, he is a very, very good player, but I'd still say, you know, he's, when he started playing in Europe and, you know, he went to Barcelona, everyone expected him to be the flair type player that was always going to score goals. And now he's sort of, you know, as he's gotten older, he's sort of taken a little step back almost. And he's not the guy who's always scoring, but he's also, you know, assisting. And I think that's also just show, going or just shows that he's maturing as a player. Um, and people aren't obviously, you know, looking at him as much because he's not going, getting on the score sheet like Messi and Ronaldo. But definitely hats off to him because he's played a very, very good tournament so far. Yeah. And I, it, was, well, it was one of the BT sport pundits, like a focused Neymar. Is one of the best players in the world because you see it sometimes. You know, players, if their mind's not with it, they can drift in and out of games and not have an impact that people know they can, and that's where people get frustrated. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a it's a fine line, I'd say, with Neymar especially because he's he's. I mean, we all can agree that he's been known to, at least attitude wise, not always be. when it comes to defending. But if you took a look at who was tracking back and defending in front of their own box during that Leipzig match, Neymar, that number 10, was there a lot of the time and a lot more than I think anyone expected him to be. Exactly. And whether it's because of this weird one-leg 
format that's going on or whether PSG have just matured as a side. But uh, L'Equipe uh, said they've reached another ne- reached another level or they've gone to another planet because years of being like 4-0 up or 4-1 up on aggregate and throwing it away. Oh, yeah, we can... Can always have a look at Barcelona 2017 if it were, if I remember correctly. That's what I mean. Yeah, Sergio Roberto scores that goal, and it's sort of like, oh, great, here we go again. I mean, managing to piss away a four nil <laughs> away lead—that's just Jesus. I was gonna say you don't really deserve to go through, but then again, you think a team like PSG shouldn't be pissing away? Oh, definitely not. But the players they've got, I I made a big point of thinking that only Man City could give you a bit of an issue. Fine, that is. Yeah. And I don't know, if they play like they did against Leipzig, they're going to make chances, but they won't beat you. They're going to have to be at their top because I don't think you're not going to make the mistakes and the errors. That Leipzig did. Uh, yeah, before we, you know, get into the whole comparison and Bayern Lyon, I was gonna say that I think this mini format you can almost compare it to a World Cup, because a World Cup has, you know, man, um, players. I'm sorry, games every few days, and you have very short regenerative, uh, very short regenerative period for the players, and they can always you know they have maybe one to two training sessions between games and then a a day of you know just regeneration before the actual um before the next match and i think very few teams in the champions league would be able to you know actually come to grips with that type of uh play and that's that that definitely could be a factor in why um some english and spanish teams haven't made it as far. Yeah, maybe. I I don't want to make excuses, but you think about the gap that German teams had, that Bayern had especially, from when the Bundesliga finished to the start of the European campaign. And you look oh, at even, I mean, Premier... take a look at the French. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But, you know, the, the English gap. League, the Premier League, the English League, the Premier League... <laughs> It, it was like a week before and it finished and you could see everyone was physically shot to pieces. It's not an excuse. I mean, some of the games you'd expect players to do better. But Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is what... Shot to pieces and I'm actually quite looking forward to a a German-French final. It might make a nice change to not have Real or Barca there. Well, that's a perfect segue into uh, Bayern Lyon. So Bayern won 3-0. And the scoreline does not suggest or does not mirror what happened on the pitch. Oh, no, you rode your luck. Any lengths. You rode your luck to the full extent. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I'd say... Four minutes in or something? Oh, four minutes in. Four minutes in and I almost... I almost, for lack of a better word, shat myself. Um, <laughs> How he didn't hit the target there is 
I'd say that's down to missing match fitness because the guy had an ACL injury and was out for a solid six months. And then he had maybe, you know, a month to get back in it. Yeah. But that's a great chance. And it's it's that high line that you seem to, that Hansi Flick seems to love playing, whether it's because he knows he's got Alfonso Davies back there or... Interesting you mentioned Davies because I think he had his worst match ever in a Bayern jersey yesterday. He was unbelievable or uncharacteristically poor. He was losing the ball. He wasn't managing to beat players. His positioning was awful. It was, his positioning was to the fact where he was almost not able to recover even with his speed. True. But you say that, but a lot of Bayern players weren't. Great, like Tiago. Oh, no, 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 special. Tiago wasn't. Tiago wasn't special. Tiago was not good at all. He he gave away the ball so often in midfield, and a couple of times it led to direct counterattacks where Lyon, I think, hit the post, and it was really down to Lyon's just not non-existent finishing that we stayed in it. Well, they hit the post, didn't they? Just before Serge Gnabry scored, hit the post, it come back, had another and effort, and it just went straight it, yeah. to Jerome Boateng. And, and Boateng on one counterattack beautifully blocks across that otherwise would have been a surefire goal. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just saying, mm, if... if uh, if the phrase you need a certain amount of luck to also win a trophy was ever more apparent than in this match, I don't know when that was because I mean, Leon, the only reason they didn't progress through was just the fact that at some point a top team will still be ruthless in front of goal. And that's at the end of the day, Serge Gnabry saved Bayern. The right-footed Serge Gnabry scored, scoring a screamer with his left foot. Oh, yeah. That's the greatest part. A student of the Tony Pulis school of football. I'm sorry. Don't ever mention Tony Pulis and Serge Gnabry in the same sentence unless it's a slag off Tony Pulis. Hey, look. <laughs> I, it, it's annoying me because every time he scores in the Champions League, he get Fletch or um, Steve McManaman going, oh, well, he wasn't good enough for West Brom. It's like, yeah, that was also like five, six years ago. Players develop. He also went to Werder Bremen. He didn't go from West Brom to Bayern. It's not like, it's not like Bayern Munich went, oh, I'll tell you what, the glimpses he's played for West Brom all like four matches or something. Something special in that player. We'll have him. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Players, players de- like Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah. Not good, not good enough to play for Chelsea when they were there. They go away, they develop, they grow, they come back. They're amazing. I was about to say it took a solid stint for Kevin De Bruyne at Wolfsburg to become the solid midfielder that he is. I yeah okay maybe not good enough for West Brom was a little bit hasty. But then again, five years ago, what? How old is Serge Gnabry now? He is twenty-four. So he's nineteen. Exactly. So I think he was even eighteen when he was when he started at Re- or, or when he went to West Brom. Exactly, 
and he's like, oh yeah, well Arsenal sold him, sold him so they could play Alex Awobi. Look how that's gone. Again, at that stage in their development, Alex Awobi was probably the better player. Yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, it's it's a bit, or they'll still they'll still keep you know dredging it up when when they can because it always makes for a good little pundit story to say that that guy was once not good enough for West Brom and now he is scoring just a little statistic off the bat here. Nine goals in nine Champions League matches. That's obscene. And he's not even top scorer. <laughs> well, I think it's a bit, a bit hard. difficult to be top scorer against a man who's put 55 in this campaign. Exactly. 15 goals alone in the Champions League. Serge Gnabry and Robert Lewandowski together have scored 24 Champions League goals. That's more, that's more Champions League goals than 75% of all Champions League teams that took part in this campaign. It's ridiculous. And that forward line is only going to get better when Leroy Sane gets added to it. Because you think he's oh, exactly. straight in at left wing. Exactly. Because Ivan Perisic goes. That's, a, that's going to be an interesting development because Flick has said that he still would like four wingers to start the next campaign. And Perisic... Coleman, Gnabry, Sané. Perisic would be, the, would be the best option because I think he's proven himself to be a good backup. He's even come in and started matches and played well, save for yesterday's match. Which he doesn't was fit into Conte's... Uh, set up an injury no. either because Conte doesn't play any wingers. Exactly. And uh, I mean, Inter have already made it very clear that he has no future there. So he's gone. I'd say he's leaving Inter one way or another this uh, after the, or in this transfer window. So I don't see why Bayern shouldn't free up money unless, and this is, this is the, the rumor mill talking, but apparently... Perisic is not backing away from a 10 or 11 million a year salary, which is a bit much to be paying a 31-year-old backup winger. I was going to say, if you, you ask me. Do you split that wage with Inter at the moment? Yeah. That's probably why it's such a favorable loan move. I mean, I'd say the best the best move they could possibly do was, you know, if Bayern are unwilling to free up the money. Because of Corona, which is the main reason. Take him on loan. Um, exactly, just take him out on loan again and uh, keep him on loan. Keep splitting the the money. Inter doesn't have him as a problem, you know, to deal with. And happy days all around. That might be an issue though, because they've just taken Alexis Sanchez's wage on after after we tore is up Alexis... his contract and he's gone there for free. So he's but still is getting a... paid. Is he getting paid 500k a week at Inter? I'd assume so. Would you take a, a pay cut on that? I take a pay cut if I know that I'm not that I'm leaving, you know, one of the wealthiest clubs in the world. And I mean, it's obscene. 25 mil a year and he's done nothing. To the, he's done nothing to warrant that wage. Even as good as he was when he was playing for Arsenal. Hey, he, he did not a, warrant that five hundred. He scored a rebounded penalty against Huddersfield. Okay, <laughs> he scored a header against Newcastle. Jesus, and a header against Spurs. 
Come to think of it, the smallest player in our squad. True, he's only two of his goals. Five seven. Um, you know, a large proportion of his goals. I say large, but two of the three that he scored were headers. Wow. Well, I mean, yes or no? If he warrants that wage, I still think Inter, with their you know Chinese bosses, are definitely more liquid than some other clubs. Barcelona, anyone? Um, but I need to get back to Bayern Leon and bashing Bayern's performance because as much as I praise them after burying Barcelona, they were awful yesterday. Jesus Christ. But then again, are you comparing, are you not looking at that going, oh, we've just beat Barcelona 82? We've got Leon next. Surely this is going to be about six or seven. Are you, com- are you not comparing that? I didn't say, okay, put it this way. I thought they were going to comfortably win 3-0. I mean, and, and you know, at the end of the day, they did win 3-0. But that were, there was no comfort during that match whatsoever. It, I had the feeling that every second pass was either going to Lyon or it was play, getting played in the back of, you know, a player. It was getting played behind them. It wasn't an optimal pass. I mean, given the pass completion rate was still not, you know, unbelievably bad but for Bayern standards it definitely was and it, Lyon just seemed to be first to every ball I think and after 15 minutes the the tackle the tackle rate was going 33% only Bayern's way if you're losing 66% of the uh, of the uh, of the battles for the ball how do you expect to beat a team that live for the counterattack and being first in every challenge? Yeah, I think I don't. I don't necessarily think it was the case of Leon wanting it more than mm-hmm. Bayern because that's obviously not the case. But for periods of that game, they did put you under pressure. But I think that game it was managed well. When yeah. Flick made his substitutions, because he brought on Nicolas Zula at halftime, but but when you can bring on Pavard, Tolisso, Coman, and Coutinho, that's depth. And something I did find quite funny: if you do win the Champions League, Barcelona have to pay Liverpool more money for a player that's not even in their team winning the Champions League. <laughs> Which is really funny. He's going to walk in that dressing room, and everyone's going to be like. That's you. Why are you here? He he scored two and got an assist against his parent club. And if he wins the Champions League, he's costing the board more money. (laughs) It's the worst loan move possible from a Barcelona perspective. And they thought they were getting rid of him and they were finally... We'll we'll ship him out to Germany. We'll we'll breeze the Champions League this year. It's fine. We won't come up against Bayern Munich. I bet they were rubbing their hands in the first half of the season when you still had Niko Kovac. <laughs> oh, this is great. He's not going to get any goal contributions. We won't have to pay any money to Liverpool. <laughs> That's really funny. I mean, he did have that one unbelievable match where he scored a hat-trick and provided two assists, given Vera Brim was the opponent who... Is that the one where he scored that really weird spin one where it come off the back of his foot? Yeah, no, yeah, it was like the the side of the foot and he kind of, he lobbed it, but it was probably one of the highest lobs I've ever (sighs) seen because it went up, 
it went up like 20 age to come back down exactly that which is why i was surprised that it still went in because when it bounced i was like i'm swear this is bouncing over the goal and it bounces under the crossbar and in but i mean it was a it was a i'm pretty sure he meant for that to happen because he's still got that amount of skill that's the thing he's a bad he's, he's not a bad player he's a he can and he played what he can be he great played well he was good off the bench both against barcelona obviously and i felt against leon yesterday he did definitely give Bayern a little bit of much needed energy when looking at you know how the match went would you start him against psg over perisic Ooh. Do you know what? No, I wouldn't because I think... Or do you think because Perisic tracks back a bit more? Perisic, he's definitely his defensive tackling or his defensive mind is better than Coutinho's. And I think Coutinho has shown that so far during the season, he's done better and he's definitely played better when he's come off the bench. And to have Coutinho in your back pocket as like a weapon, if it's tight, you know, in the 70th minute, you can bring on Coutinho for 20 minutes. I think it's a nice Flick problem will, to have, yeah. really. Exactly, and and I think the main thing that has helped Flick or has been such a success factor for Flick is that he's not a Guardiola who keeps changing the team's tactics and the team's formations and the and the squad every single match. He's he knows what works. He doesn't change a winning team and he just sticks to what he's got. And he doesn't think too much about the opponent. He basically says, guys, keep your heads down. Do what you've been doing every single game, every single season. Try and cut out the silly mistakes and you'll be fine. Which is, I think, something that you know teams like Barcelona, Manchester City, all the big teams that you think about, they have these eccentric managers who basically overthink it pep guardiola obviously being you know the number one or prime example yeah i would say barca's manager ex-manager kiko uh set him but i don't think he did anything at all no he was out of his depth because i mean he's he came from betis sevilla i don't get why he was even why he was ever appointed for that job in the first place because he was out of his depth from day one that's fine we can we can debate that another time. I want to know your final prediction quickly before we wrap up. Oh, the final prediction. You've gone okay, three going... twice in a row now. You are right. And I'm deaf and I'm changing mine. I'm saying Bayern to edge it two nil. I was always going to say that Bayern were going to edge it. Obviously it's a little bit of a bias, but I still think that Bayern with the way they've been playing the season, save for the way they played yesterday, because if they play the way they did yesterday, PSG are rolling them. Um, but I think in general, Bayern to win it 2 0. And I don't want to say which goal scorers it could be because it's been a very, very good mix of different goal scorers in the last well, you know, few matches. Out of your starting 11. Last night, it was only Jerome Boateng who hadn't scored. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's a little bit... I think that's okay, seeing as he is a centre-back. And obviously, Naya. I'm going to say... 
I'm going to say 2-1 Bayern. I still think you'll win. I, I still think you've got too much for PSG, but that high it's line... It's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be close. Mbappe and Neymar are going to... Cause problems. That high line. I could see that. I could see that. One thing I do have to say, though, is that the high line, as much as it did have its problems, was saved by another world-class performance by Manuel Neuer yesterday. He went on an absolute rampage yesterday. Oh, because it because it's just it it triggers me when people are like, "Oh yeah, he's past it. He's past it." Well, I'm sorry. Yesterday he was probably one of the main reasons why we are in the final. And you're going to tell me that Tashting's better than him after conceding eight? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't want to get into this argument again. I was about to say we got to we'll have a massive debate, but you know, hopefully. It stays true, and Manuel Neuer will be lifting that Champions League trophy on Sunday. Quick prediction for the Europa League final before we wrap up. Inter oh, versus oh. Sevilla. Oh, is that still happening? I thought once United right, they just cancel it anyway. But <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be like 4-0 winter, isn't it? Let's be honest. Shakhtar aren't anything special. Yeah, but are you, saying, but are you sure that Sevilla are going to get rolled the way Shakhtar did? I don't know. What's their goalkeeper have an absolute shocker? It's like, what if you not do that against us? Oh no, I'll put out of the game and while I'm not going to get this worked <laughs> up this early in the morning. It's not no, even nine well, o'clock yet. I was about to say we'll 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 leave no, the I, I triggering know. topics. Two 0 Inter probably Lukaku to get both and just. I even go as far as to say three 0 Inter because I just think they've got the form. And just to take take off his shirt and reveal a message, just fuck you, Ollie. <laughs> For not playing me. <laughs> oh, oh fuck Christ. Everyone's been slagging us off this week. Oh well Don't worry. Th- they need, they Champions need Champions. a natural number nine. They need a world class number nine. Oh, did you know they had one and then they let him go? Imagine that having a world class number nine and letting him go. It's like, yeah, but he also had the touch of an old man. He, his touch took him down the M25 every time. I loved time. him as well. I hated it when, when he left. Oh, uh, well. Well, seeing as uh, we've got a little bit of a crazy schedule, we are trying to accommodate the last few days of the Champions League as best we can. So we will have another short episode. We'll say we'll say we're gonna do a a part four point one and a part four point two. Or are we on part five of the European tour? I forget which. This is part Anyways. four of the European tour. Okay, so we'll have a part four point one and a part four point two. We will recap both Champions League and Europa League finals on Monday, and we will have that out mon- out for you Monday afternoon, and then we will be on a two week break because. We deserve a summer break too. <laughs> what no we're gonna to do it. for two weeks without football? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Uh, how, how however will I last? Oh, Mino's transfer Riola coaster is uh, how you're gonna last. That's how I mean, you're gonna last. We're gonna come back after that break, and we're gonna have signed no one. But we will come after that break with a couple of uh, I don't know how to put this, a couple of new visual and audio things for lack of a better word. That was very, very 
very anticlimactic there. But I know you're really we, selling this. Yeah, no, we're not selling this at all. We have some new stuff in store for you guys after the break. So keep your eyes peeled, eyes and ears, better said, and have a look at what we've got for you guys. But first of all, we still have a couple of finals and another episode coming up. So stay tuned and we'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you again next time. Keep calm. Love the beautiful game.